And Are You Okay is a not safe for work podcast, so any young listeners are discouraged from continuing. However, we literally have no way to track that. So do whatever the hell you want and enjoy the show. Just when I thought it wouldn't get no sicker, I woke up one morning and heard this weird-ass motherfucker talking out the side of his neck. Me and all my peoples, we always thought he was straight. I love this so much. Influential motherfucker when it came to the business. Oh, it's going to start fading out right at the good part. Since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck down, try. <laughs> fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. I thought it would be fun to change it up. Yeah, fuck down, try. I'm definitely gonna go back and put the real, uh, the real intro the real in. Intro. This is a good joke, though. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, topical. Yeah, yeah. Are we recording right now? Or we are 100% live. Okay. Yeah. Just, so, I just figured that would come right. So that was just for this week. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave it in. We'll see. <laughs> Special edition episode. Yeah, the fuck Donald Trump edition yeah. of Annie. Are you okay? A Star, a Star Wars, Wars podcast. podcast. Welcome, everybody. All right, me or everybody? Everybody. Okay. All four listeners. Okay. What's up, y'all? Do I them individually. Nah. Okay. They know who they are. I am joined with the crate to my dragon. Seebs, how you doing today? I'm great, man. That crate dragon um, looked like the worm from the movie Dune, and that was all I could think about the whole See, time. See, I got Mad Jaws vibes yeah, when it a first bit. showed up. <clears throat> a little bit. But more importantly, I got mad Tremors vibes. Would you believe I've never seen that movie? Oh, that's a total shame because it's Kevin Bacon's best role. That doesn't say much. It says everything. It's got to be Footloose. It's better than Footloose. It just can't be true. But we got The Mandalorian, man. First episode's in. It was yeah. a banger. Season two, hit us with that chapter nine, not starting with oh. a with a new episode uh, yeah. count. I'm I'm loving it. You know, it's really hitting on the fact that we're expanding on what we had before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, <clears throat> I like this episode. It was very, like, self-contained. And if that's the vibe they're going for this year, where it's just, like, the adventures of Mando, like, there's one plot line, I guess. It's him trying to get Baby Yoda back to the jetty. his people. Um, but this felt very much like a like a adventure like a serial type like yeah episode. like he goes to this planet and does a cool thing and, and yeah so i didn't think we were going to get our obligatory tatooine episode so early uh yeah yeah but even he it was funny when they said uh he's out looking for other mandalorians and when they were like oh yeah there's one on tatooine uh even mando was just like are you fucking serious <laughs> Can you guys come up with a new idea? He even says, I spent a lot of time yeah. on Tatooine, and I've never seen a Mandalorian Are there. sure, dude? I flew all the fucking way out here to watch. My prediction was wrong. It was not a Conor McGregor fight. No, but it was uh, more elaborated on than I thought it was. The Gamorrean guard fight. Yeah. Cage fight. That was pretty sick. Yeah, I didn't realize that the guy that was playing the alien was John Leguizamo. I thought that was pretty cool. Me either. I actually thought it was John Favreau. So, uh, yeah, same. Because it sounded a lot like him. And then... Uh, Johnny Legs popped up in the in the, um, credits. the credits. I was like, yeah, what the fuck was he? No, he's a great voice. Yeah, good stuff. Um, also love his death scene. Mando says that he won't he won't die by his hand. 
But that doesn't mean he won't let him or just leave him to die. When he says that, I mean, you got to be like, wait a minute. Can we get some clarity on that? Is this like when a genie gives me three wishes? And I have to be like super <laughs> fucking specific about this because it's pretty obvious he was gonna he was gonna let him die. Yeah, I mean, I I love that they kept him morally gray. Oh yeah, yeah, big fan of that. Get the Tatooine. We uh, meet. I forget the guy's name. Bounty hunter or marshal. The Marshall Cobb Vanth in uh, I love Mo- this character. Moss Pelgo. First off, I love Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant is awesome. He's and a great. when he took the helmet off, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. This we, guy's got a beard. That was one of those rumors that we had talked about last yeah. week that I was like really hoping we would actually right. get. And uh, I really wasn't ex- – there's so many things that like this episode was like stuff we talked about, but I wasn't expecting it this soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. We, got, we saw Boba Fett's armor. Um, I, I thought it really made me laugh because Timothy Oliphant so got do- damn tall. He just looked like with his like long sleeve like t-shirt underneath. He looked like a kid wearing a, a Halloween costume yep. with Boba Fett. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it looked like, like, and it was great. Loose long sleeves, um, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, again, he's playing like a western like sheriff type character. Which yeah, this whole episode had a very westerny vibe to For it. For sure, and I thought that was awesome because uh, it's right up my alley. But they're about to, like, duel, and then immediately Doomworm shows up. Right. The Graboid from Tremors starts digging through, and I know you don't understand that reference. but No, maybe some people do, though. So, you haven't seen the movie, but in Tremors, the houses are, like, they're safe areas because they're built up off the ground, right? And if you look at the town... That, of Moss Pelgo, why. they're built up off the ground yeah. so that the crate dragon doesn't sense them as it's coming through. The crate dragon's a big motherfucker. Man. It's way bigger than I think. I mean, it's shown up in like video games before, and like you see the bones of like a, I guess like a baby one in A New Hope. That's what, that's the bones that C three PO is walking right. by. That's right. Um, it's also that's interesting. A, ba- a dead baby. Yeah, it's just also interesting to hear. They pull the cry from like Obi Wan goes like whoa. <laughs> that wasn't YouTube. That was me. Yeah, it was pretty Bitches. good. Thank you. So they pulled that audio Lady. and use it for the crate dragon as it's coming through. Yeah, which is a nice touch. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Sam people making an appearance. Yeah. So quickly, Cobb Vanth and Mando put aside their differences because like immediately, right. Because he's willing to barter the armor right. for his services, which I right. think is a really good um, way to, you know, team up. And then in addition to that, so I was talking to my buddy Skylar about this, and this isn't the first time that the, the Sand People have been shown to be civil in certain ways because you can talk to them in Knights of the Old Republic. But this is the first mainstream showing of them yeah. not being complete and total savages. I liked that Mando was just talking to them. I, it was really funny to me seeing him like sign language and like yes. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, so it was also um, also real quick. Go ahead. You can talk to them in Knights of the Old Republic, or you can slaughter you them. You can sell their heads to the Zerker <laughs> Corporation and make a shitload of money. <laughs> I think you get like fifty credits for every head, and like a hundred for their sticks. Yeah, the gaffy sticks you can sell too. So if you're in a blood for money business, you uh, you can do pretty well. Yeah, there. you can bring out your inner Annie. 
<laughs> For a small fee of 1,000 credits, bring out your inner Annie. Yeah, I'm in. I need a new ship. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry not to get too Oh, the Ebon Hawk's not cutting it for you? Nah, fuck that. I need the <laughs> Ebon Albatross. I need the Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, seasonal. Yeah. It's holiday season. We're close. Wow. Um, yeah, not to cut you off. You were uh, about to make another point. Oh, so... I just derailed you. Um, they had someone someone who was deaf create the Tuscan Raider sign language. That seems like a lot so of time. It was a, a real, like, I think like a big inclusive moment for, for Star Wars, like, you know, bringing in someone who, it's kind of like how like in um, The Quiet Place, John yeah. Krasinski used actual like yeah. deaf actress to play his daughter. Right. Similar, you know. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Similar vibe and bringing in someone who has like experience in sign language, and they actually got to create the Tuscan Raider sign language, right. which I think is really cool. Pretty awesome, pretty awesome. And uh, they talk funny. They do they talk conversations. Funny. They make more than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like uh, them speaking sounds like Rudy Giuliani trying to spin up another conspiracy about something. He can try. <laughs> He's also making those crazy hand motions as well. Yeah. How do we kill it? <laughs> the downward shop was cool. Um, so pretty much also gonna need to recruit the entire village. They're not too happy about working with the sand people. Right. But it's it's really it's people having to come to and this is another one of remember how in season one we had yeah. chapter chapter four. Exactly. Episode. This is this another is like that trope of old samurai western films to i don't want to call them like warring villages but to maybe kind of like like pocahontas in a sense you have two like uh forces that need to come together to fight like i guess like common uh, evil yeah common evil yeah so right um the tuscan raiders have to team up or well really the village has to team up with the tuscan raiders the tuscan raiders are willing to bring on more people to take down the crate right dragon. to clarify that not the las vegas raiders the tuscan right raiders. the tuscan, tuscan. raiders yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool um and they get a pretty solid sizable crew at the end they do uh they do have some trouble looks like a lot of people die yeah so um, they get lit up pretty quick not not just getting eaten but uh not just acid yeah oh yeah the fucking acid throw up yeah just burning them alive that made me uneasy it's it was pretty gruesome for yeah, star wars i didn't like um, that as much but yeah, it was really intense. Uh, we see it's funny. Um, our experience with Boba in live action is so minimal and so boring, and then you get to see his his armor in action. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't bring my notes with me, but I actually wrote down that in probably I don't know, like ten minutes of on screen time. I'm gonna get his name wrong again. Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth is like already. Cooler than Boba Fett, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly. I just like that he's like the self-proclaimed marshal of the town. That's such a yeah, know, a nice and he touch. cares. He cares about the people, which is nice yeah. to find someone with like a moral. Well, he is like he's like lawful good. Yeah, right. So like myself. Yeah, he was neutral, chaotic, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yeah, oh, duh. Um, but uh, they they have this plan to kill the KD. Great dragon. Um, goes awry pretty much immediately. I don't know what they were thinking. Things do not go well. No, it does not go well. The Kray dragon is like, I'm a big motherfucker, and I'm going to fuck yeah. shit up. 
And that's exactly what it's it does. It's like if I played Shaq in one-on-one basketball, I'd get thoroughly tossed. And that's essentially what happens. And I really like the part when Mando and Cobb Van are just like jetpack over and they're just like shooting it in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like nothing's, nothing's working. Guys, no, no, no. This fucking dragon's digging under sand. He's doing all kinds of like David Blaine shit where he's just disappearing. And then popping up and, like behind them. <laughs> and, yeah. And then Mando, yeah, fucking awesome, pulls the... Uh, Dax of the Destroyer from uh from uh fuck, oh, Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Galaxy where he just yeah. like gets eaten by the worm and then blows it up from the inside. Yeah, I love that he uses the so in we getting more we're getting more continuity, like his uh his rifle has that like thing on it that it's got like a stun. Yeah, a stun feature, uh-huh. which he uses in its guts. Uh, yeah, in its guts and he's able to to fly out of there and he, he makes a, a big boomba. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I uh, I like that he was like take care of the kid and just kind of hit Cobb on the back and his jetpack went off. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, just and, like when Han Solo accidentally hits him to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> kill him, quote yeah. unquote. Well, and I that, I only well, say that later. because after the crate huh. dra- dragon is killed, maybe the biggest moment of the episode was in the last like five seconds. Boba's back, <laughs> back again. <laughs> Boba's back. We get the shot of the two sons. Oh, of course. And there's a mysterious figure watching them. Yeah. If you're a huge nerd like us. Then you know that When it, he turns around, well, his rifle's pretty recognizable. Yeah, but, then but you know that it's Moana's when dad. When he turns around, it's Moana's dad. And you're just like, oh, shit, Boba Fett's alive. There were some hints. They mentioned the Sarlacc pit that got destroyed. Yeah, the Krayt Dragon ate the Sarlacc pit. Which I don't think think that can happen. And that's kind of how I felt about it. But at the same time, I was like, I doubt it was the one that Bobo was in. Yeah. Because then he would have just gotten eaten twice. Was um so was the was Boba Fett then the Mandalorian? I'm assuming that the guy at the boxing match was talking about. So I think that it was Cobb Vanth. Um, he has to have had this armor for five years sometime yeah uh gonna give mad credit to scott one of our previous guests who pointed out to me and that producer right so he was mentioning to me that you know in Cobb vance backstory they watched the second death star blow up yeah right that was da- pretty cool ha- he has to escape from moss pelgo and he gets picked up by jawas days later yeah and the mandalorian takes place five years after return of the jedi so he's oh, had shit. the armor for quite some time so i do think that he was talking about cobb vanth so, cobb vanth is obviously not a mandalorian right. but he was wearing the armor right when i saw the armor in the episode i was like oh shit and he looks it can't be boba fett yeah well he looks so like lanky, lanky. <laughs> yes. he is like a tall awkward lanky dude and uh not that boba fett was like a you know like a physical beast and one picture of, of him with the fucking guy that was in the suit with his helmet off is hilarious. He's just like an old kind of like, he's got like the curly hair and fucking glasses on. It's oh, the, the actual, the, the actual actor yeah, who portrayed like the, Boba yeah, Fett in the right, original trilogy. Right. Oh, looks like a man. Dork. I, but, uh, I forget his name, but he, yeah, he does look like a fucking dork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Boba Fett, man, he's alive, which I was kind of scoffing at last week because I was like, that's stupid. So but I think that was a very cool moment for the episode. It's safe to say that he was the one who finds. Um, oh man, I can't remember her name. Ming Na Wen's character from Chapter Five of Season One. Oh, at the very end of the episode, someone, someone's someone with boots walks up to her dead body. Right, 
and you can hear the spurs that are associated with boba fett uh-huh. And people were speculating, oh, is this Boba Fett? I thought it might have been Moff Gideon. But, right. Um, I remember this. It's, it's clear that Cobb Vanth doesn't have the lower part of the armor. It's just the top. Yeah. So Boba probably has that portion. He got the, he got the boots, at least. I did like that they gave Cobb, uh, when he was walking over to the table, when he's like, oh, have a drink with me. He was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Pick a damn genre. <laughs> Two rounds of spotchka. Spotchka? And it looked like just blue fucking... It looked like blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's probably what it was. It's a pretty sad bar if they're not serving, like, alcoholic drinks. You don't get turn-on Kool-Aid? No. I'll tell you who gets turn-on Kool-Aid. Maggots. Whoa. Got him. Again, the election's still taking place as we record this. Very stressful times. Extremely. But we're here so you don't think about it. Yeah, exactly. That's half the reason we're recording this. Right, right. right. So I don't, so given the episodic, the seemingly episodic format of the show, how do you possibly predict <laughs> what's going to happen next? Like season one, I would have never been like, oh, they're going to battle a fucking Kray Dragon on, <laughs> on Yeah, like no. Well, they, that was the great thing about the trailers is that it barely gave anything away. So, yeah, right. I do think we stay on Tatooine for this next episode. You think so? Because Boba's so, got to get involved somehow. Exactly. And here's why I think we stay there. Boba clearly escaped from the Sarlacc, and it's been some time. Yeah. If he could leave Tatooine, he would have left by now. Why right. is he still there? Right. He looked pretty shitty, too. His face yeah. is all, like, Definitely got some He's damage. Bald. Yeah. So uh, his one eye is not looking too great. No, he could use some Rogaine, I think. So I'm I'm really wondering, like, there. I feel like there has to be a reason why he's still there. And I think it could be that he's simply looking for his armor and he's finally tracked it down. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, they've, they've definitely, uh, all last season and now, with even this whole episode with Mando agreeing to, like, team up for this mission, have kind, <clears throat> excuse me, have kind of uh, really stressed, like, how important mandalorian armor is to like their culture yeah which i think is pretty cool reclaiming the beskar seems to be uh not just reclaiming beskar but i feel like reclaiming their culture is going to be a huge thing which is why um moff gideon having the dark saber i think is such a huge deal yeah i'm uh i'm a little surprised he was not in this episode i kind of thought they were going to come on a little strong with him just off the bat but it must be the rule of John Carlo where you have to build towards him. Yeah. You show flashes of him like every once in a while. Right. Um, like when it was uh, Gus Fring. He was like, hello, I work at a restaurant. Yeah. And so super unassuming guy. guy and then you right. and then you realize, oh, he's the fucking mastermind behind yeah, he's, everything. Yeah, kingpin. So good shit there, man. Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about. I, I think they stay on Tatooine for the next episode. I think maybe we wrap up the Boba part of the season next episode too. You think so? I, I, it kind of it doesn't seem like something that can spread across I don't the season, think, especially in eight episodes. Yeah, and they've invested some time in making Mando like a cool character on his own merit. Right. So I doubt that they're gonna like drag Boba Fett through the entire season. And truthfully, just for like nostalgia purposes, it's cool that they brought him back. But I don't really want him to take center focus. Uh, great thing about the first season of Mandalorian is that we got to spend time with new characters. Yeah, with no Skywalker baggage. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be like 
give me my goddamn armor and get me to a water planet. <laughs> but I'm assuming some kind of maybe not. Oh, that's why he's still on Tatooine. Guaranteed, no water. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to get that shit out of a, an evaporator. I think, I think that he he doesn't want to leave. He's like, this is the safest fucking place in the world, <laughs> comparatively, even with a crate dragon. There's no barrier reef. Whatever the fuck. I don't even remember. I just watched it like a month or two ago. I, no, I forgot. What you gonna do, man? What you gonna do? So we're set up, like I said, um, for these cool standalone episodes. And I think we were talking last episode about um, some of the planets that we saw like in the trailer. Yeah. So it seems like we're gonna get maybe to spend some time with on there and uh like explore some new worlds that we haven't seen yeah i think um like i said i do feel we will remain on tatooine on the next episode but they they're definitely gonna leave sooner rather than later like i don't see them spending a ton of time there i think it just serves the plot right now and it kind of feels like he's trying to build a crew too which i like yeah not like a shitty heist movie way where he's just like rolling up no he's trying to gather mandalorians because yeah. I think he thinks it's the best chance of completing his mission. Right. Right. So it'll be cool to see how they're scattered and um, how willing they are to, like, work with him, I guess. Yeah. Well, he says that he, if he can find more Mandalorians, then he can chart a path through their coverts, which I guess are the underground, the underground um like places that they're staying so i guess mm. on 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 dave navarro planet yes where the armorer was um there was a mandalorian covert there they obviously had to relocate after they helped him escape yeah after they all died there must be mandalorian coverts on other planets that he's trying to find hmm. they really are just living they're just sewer people right now they are they're mole people or crab people whichever you prefer i just left a little space there so i can put the crab people for <laughs> It's like one of my favorite episodes of South Park. It's, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's so dumb, but ever. it's great. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's gonna be hard to look forward with uh, with uh, this kind but, of format. But the creativity's there. It's exciting. It's yeah. gonna be a good season. And this is a good point for us to kind of dive into some Easter eggs because yes. this episode gave us so because much. To I know everything that popped up. You were, I, you have three things on your notes. I promise that while I was watching the episode, I was like, this fucking guy is going to bring this up. <laughs> Probably. So I'll go through a list of them. If there's anything I miss, feel free to bring it up for sure. Um, Maury Povich was in the background. Get the fuck out. No. Nah, oh, man. He wasn't. The Mando wasn't the father of the Krayt Dragon. No. All right. So, um, Cobb Vance speeder. Very. Ooh, I knew you were going to say this. Very obviously scrapped parts from Anakin's pod racer from episode one, which I love. I know love you that. Do. I know you do. It's a cool looking speeder. Sorry about that. Shout out to my uh, my good friend Eileen Hannon there for uh, calling me in the middle of uh, of the podcast. Great job. I forgot that. Um, that uh, my phone audio is is linked up with my Mac, so when I get phone calls, and it shit, rings it twice, just comes through. Um, but she did want me to say that uh, Baby Yoda is is adorable. I'd I'm willing to go on record and say that we actually got the cutest shot of what Baby a, Yoda what in a this girl episode. Statement that was, by the way, not you, her, but 
Uh, I, which one? Because I I had a couple that I really enjoyed okay, myself. Okay, so <laughs> we um, should do a, just a weekly. You know what? Adorable baby. We are gonna do that, and we should record something to lead into that that segment. Yeah, I dig it. All right, so I'm gonna go with my number one shot of Baby Yoda being him in the satchel of the speeder bike with his ears flapping. Oh behind yeah, him. that shit was awesome, dude. <laughs> I like um when they're on the on the like ravine looking down the great dragons uh cave and it's like pre like battle time he's mm-hmm. just looking on concerned just like eh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, sounds that they that he makes are, are great when the crate dragon's going through moss pelgo he hides in a fucking jar in the canteen oh i didn't even see that <laughs> yeah it's pretty Damn great it. and he fucking pops his little head out he really is uh the cutest motherfucker the <laughs> pop culture icon man really god damn if anything happens to him Amy oh, Sedaris' character is also like obsessed with him too. Yeah, which is fine, but she sucks. Um, I don't have an opinion on her. I just I think like that... BoJack Horseman a lot, and she's on that. So. That's fine. I don't like her character in Mandalorian. Yeah, me neither. She's a little over the top. Yeah, that's how I feel about her. Yeah, which is I'm sure she's great in it. She's Amy, like not funny. Yeah, yeah. But she says things that are supposed to be like Star Wars funny. Yeah, it doesn't. Which work. is not enough. Which does not qualify for me as funny. <laughs> so, that's all I got to say. Okay, so we were talking about Cobb Vance, Anakin, yes. Pod Racer, Speeder, which is You're very right. cool. Uh, obviously, the Boba armor on Cobb Vance. Yeah, Boba. So uh, we mentioned the Crate Dragon ate the Sarlacc pit. So they mentioned the empty Sarlacc pit. We yeah. see kind of like what it looks like uh, in that area. Although right. it's kind of weird that like it's a cave. You would think that it is like from above yeah i don't understand unless the cray dragon just fucking smashed through the side of like a mountain and made a cave yeah so i have not been to galaxy's edge in disney world yet but right because of covid <laughs> right they show like one of the things like when you walk into one of the gift shops outside is like a baby sarlacc and you can see the entire Ew. anatomy of a sarlacc i don't like that so it is kind of like like that is its mouth but it like it flows down to like there's a creature underneath the sand there and it's pretty it's pretty cool looking huh. <laughs> so it's if like anyone yeah post pandemic if you're going to uh galaxy's edge definitely keep an eye out for that cool i will we have the the mascifs which are the reptilian dogs oh, right, right, right. that are that belong to the sand people and There's uh a fuckload of them yeah anakin kills a lot of them in attack of the clones um so that's where you might recognize them from yeah they got pretty slaughtered so another thing that i noticed was um when cobb vanth uses the rocket from the jetpack in his flashback scene uh-huh. to kill the minor uh people that was awesome it's a direct reference to iron man one when Iron Man shoots the wrist rocket out of his thing. It's the exact oh. framing. John Favreau directed this episode. Oh. And he also directed sense. Iron Man 1. That's so. like a weird length to go to to make a connection. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, it was there. cool. I liked it. Um, I remember oh, for the longest time thinking, like, why the fuck does that helmet have an antenna? And now we know. And it's pretty cool that it's like a targeting device. Yeah. Now it's great. Also, Homie used two homing missiles in that episode he did those shits have got to be expensive they must and be. i don't think he makes any money being the marshal the grand marshal the grand marshal that is a that will be no a lost on everyone everybody except for maybe one people one people i don't even think one one guy will understand. Nah, we know the person who will understand i don't know um 
Yeah, like, it, like I don't think that's a paid position, so I don't know what he's where he's getting these rockets from. He gets paid in Spotchka. That's a sad life, man. It is. Kool-Aid. Yikes. He's basically Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> I have one more really big Easter egg, but Ooh, do it's you have huge. Do you have any that you want to I think you hit on uh I mean, you obviously have a keener eye for that stuff than I do. Um I also have a problem that we've watched the episode three times already. So Yeah, it was really good though. Uh the Anakin's pod racer, I'm ashamed of myself for, for noticing that, but I was like, Man, that looks uh those <laughs> bastards. And I knew, right? Like I said, right when I saw that, I was like, "Mike's gonna fucking bring this up." You best believe, because this uh, it, the podcast is Annie. Are you okay? Oh shit, that's right. I got lost with the <laughs> fuck Donald Trump intro. I, I thought we were doing a different thing today. We have to make all the Annie references, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna keep the intro that we currently have. I'm that's not fine. Change it back. Don't fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> we'll do it for this week only. <laughs> I'm excited about it. All right. So the biggest Easter egg that I saw is when they're digging through the remains of the crate dragon, the Tuscan Raiders pull out a gigantic pearl, big old pearl, which that, real quick was gross. By the way, it was they were gross. just like fucking sloughing yeah. off crate dragon meat. Like, Oh, they're going to eat for, they're going to feast. Dude, they can for cure that years, shit with dude. some salt. That'll last them fucking for, decades. Dude. I really feel like when, if you watch the episode again recently, I did this morning. Okay. So the piece of meat that Mando's taking, I swear is just them like CGIing a close up shot of like a piece <laughs> of steak. Cause that's exactly what it looks like. A gigantic piece of like a, a cut of steak, like a T-bone. <laughs> No, like like as if you were like to cut up a steak just a little tiny bite, and then you zoomed in on it real okay. close, and then superimposed okay. it onto that speeder. Interesting. <laughs> but Good stuff, um, man. So that pearl is pearl, a right. is a direct reference to not one but two Star Wars video games. Two video games. When you kill the crate dragon in Knights of the Old Republic, you pick up a pearl, and this also references a very old mission from. Did you sell that, or what did you even do with that? I, I think remember. you just sell it. Right, and it's, like, super valuable. Yeah, you can get mad creds for it, I think. Right. It's been a while since I've played. Right. But um, in Star Wars Galaxies, an old MMORPG, that was a... Apparently, a lot of people have been saying that this episode is exactly like a mission from that game. People really <laughs> like that reference. Kill Crate Dragon. Mission. I guess so. <laughs> they got lazy. Um, another thing... Uh, is in Knights of the Old Republic, you can, uh, I don't think I stress this enough, you can kill the same people <laughs> for, uh, you have an option to like negotiate with them and get them to stop attacking Zerka Corporation, or you can just fucking kill them. And it's a pretty hard mission. It's impossible. I've never, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to kill them and I never make it out oh, alive. Dude, I did. I did. I, I it's like, impressive. I, uh, you know what? I just need to go to Tatooine last so, next time. Um, one of the fun things about that game, not to get too off topic, is for those listening that don't know for some reason, um, your actions affect your, like, uh, affinity. force affinity. Yeah. So I was always, like, mega dark side. <laughs> and when you get, when you dip down in the dark side, your character just starts to look all fucked up. So, like, their eyes turn, like, yellow and shit, and their face gets wrinkled, and it like, ugly. And I would progress to that stage unnaturally fast. Like, I'd be on the second fucking world, and I would just be, like, <laughs> pure evil. Like, the shit you can do in that game is wild. Anytime somebody asks for help, they're like, please, like, my husband died. And, and then like, one of the options is, like, kill them instead like, and well, take their credits. Fucking <laughs> just give it to me. I'm not going to buy it from you. Just give it to me or I'll fucking kill you. And obviously, it hasn't. They fuck, but 
Yeah, I was pretty evil in that game. And then I matured a little bit, and I started to feel bad, so I played it like a normal bird. <laughs> so that was my sidebar about Knights of the Old Republic. Great game. Oh, f- fantastic. All-time well, game. I think uh, goal one day is to cover it on the pod. Yeah, it'll maybe, be, it'll maybe be taller. planet by planet. But uh, Crate Dragon Pearl, though, man. Big yeah, shit. Big reference. Big shit. Loved it. Um, anything you didn't like about the episode? Um, I thought I tried to think about this. The Cobb Vanth flashback is a little wonky, but it kind of fits within the Western motif. So yeah. I'm gonna give it a, I'll give it a pass. This um, motherfucker is the mining community or whatever. It literally showed up immediately after the death shot. Yeah, <laughs> now the power vacuum was uh, like they clogged. were just waiting outside the door, and like, like they did that every night, and they're like, all right, boys, now's our chance. Yeah, finally. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of lame that just having the armor is like, it's like how Batman's not a superhero. He's just really rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then I got this armor and then I killed like an entire community of people. It's like, that was really the only step that you, you just put on like a hard shell and then you're like good to go. I get that it's like laser proof, but <laughs> I mean, Damn, now you're like a great shot too, and well, he trained from a young age, yeah. but well, I don't know. Yeah. They, they should have showed that. Maybe we'll. I mean, we got a bunch of flashbacks of his parents dying, so that was cool. Yeah, I uh, I do want him to come back. I I doubt that he will. That seems like a very one off. Who Cobb Vance? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think we will see him again, but I don't know when. Yeah, um, it's just the gray hair. And beard combo was was unstoppable. Yeah, too. Timothy Oliphant is a. This is an appreciation podcast for sure. For sure. Yeah, we don't talk too much shit. Although it's hard to talk shit on this episode because I think it it already right. makes it into my like top three of the show. Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's um, it's a thing when we did our rundown at the top of the episode. Our our rundown was probably only like ten minutes because there's not a lot like happening. There's a lot of action. This a lot episode, of action. Yeah, which is totally fine for Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, that's why people do it. Yep. I did think it was funny that they tried initially to shoot, like, spears into the Great Dragon. Yeah. Like, watching Moby Dick or some shit. Exactly. That's why... And then it was like... I kept making the connection of uh, the Great Dragon coming out of the sand looked a lot to me like Jaws. Yeah. And so when the harpoons were introduced, I was like, okay, this is the vibe I'm getting. I just shot him with harpoons. Moby Dick was a perfect example. They started just, like, pulling. (laughs) Like, what the (laughs) fuck are you going to gain from this? Yeah, right. Um, I didn't like the Bantha treatment. Oh yeah, that was jacked up. That was man. pretty they fucked were just up. Just serving them up, literally as dinner. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, when the one Tuscan Raider is running away from the crate dragon, and you think it's gonna eat the Bantha, but yeah, it goes and eats nah, the Tuscan Raider shit instead. Toss, dude. <laughs> like how the fuck? How do they determine the Raider that goes out for that that mission? That, uh, that seems terrible. I was talking to Rachel, and she said they obviously pulled the short straw. I'm not fucking pulling any straw. <laughs> the, the getting killed by a crate dragon's on the line. Yeah, as like the I don't know. It seems like a pretty brutal death. That was, but it was a tough one. You know, at least before they fed the banthas to the crate dragon, they brushed its teeth. Did you notice that <laughs> they were using the gaffy sticks to like? No. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. No. That is weird. That's like some ritualistic like offering. Yeah, shit. that's crazy. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, really, really strong start to the season. Um, looking forward to see 
where he ends up next episode. I would like to see him with like a team of Mandalorians by the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think it would be great to get introduced to some some more of them. Um, I I really don't want to spend too much more time on Tatooine, but if I'm, we're getting yeah, we got enough. The thing with Star Wars is is that like. Uh, no one, no one's ever really gone. They res- they resurrect characters. Get into this. Look, personally, when they brought Darth Maul back, I thought it was great. Palpatine, not so much. We'll see what happens with Boba. Yeah, it could be think? good. What do you think about that one? What would that one be? Uh, I don't know. I just thought it'd be funny to get you a pa- in a passing comment. Yeah, just, just one. See, just what do you think? Just throw something in there. A big Papa Palps. Nah, no, nah, we're not talking about him ever again. That. How do you feel about Boba being back? Long pause. <laughs> Not a fan. All right. No, I, I, I actually I like it. I think it's brilliant if they do it right and we can figure out why he's been chilling on Tatooine for five years. Perfect. See? After crawling out of I the told starlight. you he mentioned it to me. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm his inspiration. Where do you think he gets all this stuff from? <laughs> well, I, I hope to never know. I have to yeah, talk yeah. to someone before we actually release the episode. So. That's true. Yeah, That's so, true. So it makes sense. There we go. Well, thanks for the input, man. That's our producer. He just emerged from the basement. So we would just, you know. Would have been awkward if we just didn't talk to him at all. Yeah. He came out with the pew pews. Yeah. Fully dressed as Han Solo. As he is wont to do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, man. Um, Yeah, it would be be cool to see a team of Mandalorians. I would like to see. Because they seem pretty alpha for the most part i don't know are they like wolves where they're like... they operate from like a clan and house right. standpoint so right yeah no i think um like i said this is potential to grow into a very game of thrones type mm. with like up. house structures i don't know we i mean the mandalorian culture they're always warring with each other yeah so it, who knows maybe the reason we don't see any of them in the sequel trilogy is because by the end of the series they all end They're up killing dead. each other. No, that's terrible, dude. I mean, have it, that. probably not for toy sales, but yeah, for yeah, a sh- from a show standpoint, it, it could be cool. fucking crazy. They're too cool. Um, could get a lot shit. of people fighting over that dark saber, dude. Yeah, I would. I'd beat up a kid on like Black Friday. I'd videotape beat up a kid, yeah, yeah. for a dark saber. I'd love to see it. Um, Yoda's planet. I hope we find out something about that. Yeah, so I have a feeling that maybe not this season, but I don't think the child. I don't think the child will be with Mando for long. Also, do you think we're ever gonna get? Do you think he's ever gonna name him? What about like Mortimer? I like Mortimer. Okay. He is fifty, right? So I mean, it's a fitting. Yeah, old yeah, guy yeah. Name. What's other old guy names? Hubert. Yeah, or um. Uh. George Fitzroy. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think BY's time is is probably is probably coming up soon. You think so? As much of a fan favorite as he is, um, you think he's gone by the end of this season? You think he he finds his home? I don't. It's gonna be tough for them to drag it out. I think into another se- or drag it not out, but across to another season. I know it's a big uh, lure. To people who aren't big Star Wars fans, yeah, they want to see what's well, this. I, I want to know too. I want to know more about like that species because Yoda's like literally the only one that we know of. Yeah, I don't. Well, fuck her. <laughs> um, 
No, I was actually just remembering. I was very sad that when she wasn't included in the council in one of the episodes we did before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, even his species, I think, is like unknown. A total mystery. So, yeah, we have no idea. I don't know. It'll be cool to see By back in action. I kind of thought he was going to get involved um, with the Kray Dragon, like a la he did the Mudhorn battle. Yes. Um, but he didn't, because I was like, why didn't, why did he bring him? Why didn't he just leave him back with Crazy Lady? I guess he was like, well, well, maybe he'll come in handy again. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Mando clearly is doesn't trust anyone else with the child. Yeah, as of right now, that's true. With it, which is fair enough, uh, you know. That's, I mean, that is fair because he's, he's been attempted to be stolen like three times already. Right, and he's still being hunted. Yeah. So, need my girl Kara back in there too. Yeah, I miss her. Where she she's hanging out with grief. Oh right? uh, yeah, yeah. She's probably helping him dye his goatee. Yeah, nice. and maybe they're playing golf, and he maybe like trying on new hands. Well, Chelsea Patterson action. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, man. Well, I think we've talked this one to death pretty much. Chapter nine, we wrapped it up. Chapter Ready for chapter ten? Nine. Yes. Um, Hopefully, by the next time we speak, we know who the president is. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be, uh, we're going to, I think the timing's good for the release of these, if we can get them out on, like, Thursday, the day before the episodes come out. Yeah, so keep your eyes and ears peeled, um, feel free to listen to this, you know, going into Friday, get you hyped up for the next chapter. Yeah, right when the credits, the opening credits rolls, when you should be finishing this episode. So, alright man, we'll be back with, uh, the next edition, maybe we'll have some Boba Fett, uh shit to talk about hopefully lots of shit to talk about good stuff man all right buddy it's been fun always i like white folks but i don't like you all the niggas in the hood want to find you